This podcast should not be considered as medical advice. If you are looking for medical advice, please contact a licensed physician, but find someone that has a brain and can think critically about what's going on in the world today. This is the Collective Resistance Podcast with your hosts, Leo and Fabiola. We will be discussing why we find ourselves resisting the narratives of the Common Collective as well as why the Common Collective resists new information. Personally, I have felt the different seasons of the pandemic. There have been these ramp up and rundown phases that we've all gone through, but I'm not so sure that everyone has paid close enough attention around them. People I work with are talking about corporate events again and discussing travel and which shot they all took part in or are about to take part in. My parents had even said to me directly, it's over, referring to social distancing and mass mandates and really the pandemic in general. I can specifically remember driving up to the Pacific Northwest a little over a month ago. Summer was in the air. As we got farther out of the population centers, it was as if COVID had never even happened. And then we found our new home, an oasis at one of the edges of the known universe. We were ecstatic to take ownership and start anew, but things were still gnawing at me. I'm plugged into the news feed regularly, and even though barbecues and summer vacations were well underway, all did not seem well. It's also fair to say that the U.S. was being somewhat let out of COVID jail while Canada and Europe were continuing the beatdown. So much news was getting out into the mainstream, but it did all seem to be under the radar. Emails, lab leak, ivermectin. How could anyone not think something was not right about all of this? The censorship we were seeing was getting straight-up Orwellian, but again, summer was painting everything with rose-colored glasses. Could it be we were just getting used to the new status quo? In the end, I feel better about where my family is at given the unknown nature of things to come, but I still want to explore all ideas around what we've experienced these last 18 months so that we're ready for anything. Are you? ADV here. Hear me loud and hear me clear because I am seeing a lot of people using the buzzwords of their handlers. Obviously, you've been ingesting the mainstream media. Stop ingesting poison. Stop injecting poison. Stop eating poison. Stop listening to poison. It poisons your mind. You are impressionable. This is a huge psyop all the way from the beginning, all the way from its long plan. There is no COVID. There never was COVID. Nobody's infected with COVID. There is no such thing. Stop saying you had it. Stop saying you know someone who had it. Stop saying that the quacky shot of poison suppresses COVID symptoms. It doesn't. It doesn't. Because it doesn't exist. What is the flu? This is the flu. What is the flu? You can watch my videos on yummy.doctor that teach you about the detox mechanisms of the body and what the flu is. When you poison your body on a continual basis, your body has to get rid of the waste. When you are nutritionally deficient, you don't get rid of the wastes well. What happens? They come out of your body. Symptoms are produced to remove the waste, mucus, lungs, bowels, all of these areas will work to get rid of waste. That's what's happening. And people say, I'm sick and they wanna get rid of the symptoms, but the symptoms are the body's mechanisms of healing. When you have a symptom, that means you are healing. Put that in your brain. Rewire this upside down inversion that you've been sold. No vaccine ever has saved a life ever, ever in the history of humanity. 
These were designed to damage. These were designed to control. These were designed to manipulate you and to use fear to promote fake germ theory, to make you be afraid of the invisible world. So you are easy to manage and easy to control. That's all this ever was from the beginning. From the beginning. I know for many of you, that sounds very difficult in your mind. It's hard to rectify. Do the work, trust me, unravel each mystery and you will realize that all of the stories you've been told are that, fairy tales. And then when you really realize that they write the history and they make up the stories and they write the fake science and they're in charge of all of the institutions, the very same people that lie to you again and again and again, that own the mainstream media and lie to you through the mainstream media, you'll start to realize, you'll start to see. And this is the big one, guys. This is the big push to use the lie to take the rest of your freedoms away. That's what this is about. Nobody's dying from COVID. There is no COVID. There is no COVID. What can't you understand? Now people are dying. Now the hospitals are going to fill up. You wait till the fall. All of these sheep, all of these poor, poor, mind-controlled PSYOP victims who think they're so goody two-shoe people getting the shot, poisoning themselves, part of a PSYOP, part of an experiment. They have given their lives away. They have sacrificed themselves to a demon. That's what they've done. They've given their souls to demons and proudly so. It's a very sad thing to watch. These people will either have the placebo because it's an experiment and nothing will happen to them or they will die in the fall when the usual detox mechanisms begin to arise and their poor lifestyle habits come to the surface and they get symptoms again of the body trying to remove weights. That's it, they will have complications and die. Or, or what will happen is they will be infertile and they will be unable to conceive. Or if they are able to conceive, if they actually ate some nutrition and were able to conceive, their children will be dull. Their children will be less than because this has been an incremental degradation of our lineages for hundreds of years in this way. And you can see the evidence of it. Look at the evidence in the people, the inability to contemplate, think, rectify situations and understand how badly they're being screwed over right now. The dumbing down has taken effect. The IQ is low, the sperm count is low. The great call is here. So. Step away from the brainwashing, the mind control. Clear your mind from the PSYOP. Stop consuming their lies, all of them. And guess what? Unfortunately, they control both sides. So the majority of people who are breaking truth stories, they are not your, your friends. They are part of the enemy. They are the ones who are confusing you deeper. So be very, very careful whom you listen to. And if it's fear, and if it's all fear, walk away, just walk away. Strengthen yourself, cleanse yourself. Do not ingest their poisons. Do not ingest their GMO poisons. Do not ingest their fragrance and, and chemical poisons from all of their companies. Boycott their companies. Do not inject yourself with their fraudulent, scammy poisons. Do not get tested with their fraudulent tests. Do you understand that when you are ill, so when you get poison shot into you, you are now going to shock the body to such a severe degree that it may not even show symptoms anymore. And people say that's a cure because you suppressed symptoms by shocking the body into not having its bodily mechanisms working anymore, that's a cure. You're mentally ill if you think that. You have no knowledge of the body if you think that. This is the magic show of the fake, scammy medical cult. It's a magic show. 
they make the appearance of the symptoms going away by breaking your mechanisms of, of detox, of release, of removal. Guess what happens again and again? Why can't people put this story together, the truth together? When you suppress it, it comes back. When you suppress it, it, it comes back and usually worse. It's clockwork, clockwork. Anybody with a brain and a little bit of IQ left in their heads can figure this out. When you get a shot, and you die, people think it's something else. This is the cult think. This is the brainwashing at work. Please, I beg you, release yourself from the ideologies of your handlers. Remove yourself from the cult indoctrination, brainwashed thinking that is warped. All right. There's no COVID. There's no cure to COVID. There's no ivermectin. There's no other sorts of stupid hydroxychloroquine poisons. No. No. None of those things are good for you. None of those things will cure COVID. It doesn't exist at all. It was made up in a boardroom, just like they're making up the next one. It's called SPARS. You gotta figure it out, guys. You gotta figure out that the, the Freemasons at the top of this pyramid have got you by the balls for centuries. They own the media, they own Hollywood. You think those musicians and those actors are actually talented? No, they've gone through rituals with these cultists. It's a hard pill to swallow, but you're either going to wake up now or you're going to be pulled into their cult and you will either die or you will lose a fundamental part of yourself. I can't put it any plainer than this. So symptoms, all symptoms are the healing of the body. Okay. When you have a symptom, it's your body healing. So when you see a symptom come up, go, oh, my body's healing something. What would it be? What could it be? What system is involved? What tissue is involved? Have I been eating correctly? Am I stressed? Am I detoxing properly? Am I missing a key nutrient like magnesium or vitamin D in my body? Or do I have enough glutathione in my body to get rid of the waste? Because if I don't, it's going to come out through the skin. It's going to come out through the breath. It's going to come out through my sweat. It's going to come out through my bowels. It's going to come out through my lungs. It's going to come out any which way it can, other than the way it should, which is through the liver. Help the liver, support the liver. And you won't ever get sick again because you won't need to express it in that rudimentary way. And you won't need to take poisons to try to give the illusion that somehow it went away. This is as simple as I can put it for you. So change your language. If somebody says, oh, I had it or somebody had it, correct them. I'm sorry, you're mistaken. There is no such thing. You're under a deep hypnotic spell and I'm sorry that I'm the one to break it to you, but there is no COVID and never, there never was. There is no COVID vaccine. This is an experiment upon your life not for your health, not for your well-being. Why would you need to be manipulated into taking it? By taking away your freedoms, your rights, your freedom to travel, your freedom to love and hug and touch and be seen and have your face, your smiling face for children to see. Why would they need to do that to you? If it was real and if it was helpful, they wouldn't just give it to you for one. You'd be paying through the nose for it if it actually helped you. That's, that's a fact. They wouldn't need to coerce you in it. They wouldn't need commercials for it. They wouldn't need their Hollywood magicians to sell it to you. They wouldn't need to buy the politicians to make you do it. Can you not think? Can you not see? Because what's coming is death. It will come. For those of you that have poisoned yourselves and in the illusion, they, in the fall, the numbers will be overwhelming. Those empty hospitals, the hospitals that have been empty from the beginning, and shame on you doctors and nurses, you liars, taking the, taking the credit, taking credit for nothing that you've done other than hurt people. There's no frontline workers. 
you're all a bunch of frauds and you're going down with the ship too. Because don't you think this isn't a reckoning time? Because it is. Judgment day is here and you will be judged for your works. So I suggest you stand up now while you have the chance and save yourselves. Because if you're just going along to get along so you get a paycheck, it's going to get real hairy for you. And you'll wish you did it. Trust me on that. Here it is. The line in the sand has been drawn. Choose where you're going. Choose the side you're on. There is no COVID and there never was. There's no cure for COVID because it doesn't exist. Thank you. Okay, so... <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> lot to unpack there and uh, just spoiler alert we're not going to do it all in this episode <laughs> um a little behind the scenes on that particular clip i think we listened to that maybe a couple months ago two and a half months ago maybe mm-hmm. and uh i remember listening to it and thinking oh yeah uh i don't think that's going in the podcast <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, it's funny because since then she has gotten, and when I say she, uh, her name is Amanda Vollmer. And uh, do you want to give a little bit of background on her? Yes. Yeah, so Amanda holds the degree of Doctor of Naturopathic Medicine from the Canadian College of Naturopathic Medicine in Toronto and a Bachelor's of Science in Agricultural Biotechnology. Most of her life, she has taken a keen interest in botanical medicine, self-educating on the topic many years before attaining her formal medical training. Amanda also sought, just like myself, answers via the energetic healing arts and became a registered Reiki practitioner and teacher, among other modalities. After much scholarly and independent study, Amanda's passion for the elegant and effective submolecular medicine known as homeopathy brought her to study in India. Amanda volunteered for an intensive medical program in northern India, shadowing cardiologists, obstetricians, Ayurvedic practitioners, and homeopathic doctors alike. So she knows a lot of different modalities. And before um, people start thinking she's a total quack <laughs> because she's been censored, she's been attacked. And um, uh, we have experience with all those um, modalities too. When things were not working for us, we would go to the woo-woo doctors and we would see rashes disappear in front of our eyes own eyes so we know that when the answer is not a mainstream we have to um resort resort to the unseen and the modalities there are not talked about or, or nobody dare talk about it well so before we dive in any deeper you know hey start a season three right season three yeah woohoo and uh, we wanted to uh, start it with a bang. Yes. <laughs> There's your bang. So those of you who haven't uh, jumped off your own roof yet, uh, we hope that you, you uh, uh, realize that we're not necessarily putting Amanda Vollmer's uh, clip out there because uh, her sentiments are our sentiments uh, specifically. We have a lot in there that we like. We have a lot in there that we want to know more about. We've got a lot in there that we question. Uh, but uh, I, I will tell you what struck me when I first heard that was it really got me to um, dig into where I was focusing in on kind of the research we were doing and what we were talking about because we were discussing, you know, a lot of this stuff like around I- ivermectin and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. obviously that's been big time in the news recently with uh, – Dr. Corey and uh, Brett Weinstein going on Joe Rogan's podcast and uh, doing a three-hour session on uh, ivermectin, which, uh, you know, if you haven't heard that or seen it, uh, I mean, just as far as interviews goes, it just outstanding interview. Um, and I mean, that that one interview will give you a lot of questions just that you can go many different directions on, so I can't recommend that enough. But, but my... Uh, 
what what I was thinking when I when I we kind of came back to the Vollmer clip was because um, the ivermectin thing when we first heard it, it was just kind of starting to you know get uh, get, get uh, some notice and whatnot and now it's really hit you know critical mass and um, it's intriguing because you know she says in there you know ivermectin's you know that's not good for you either you know what i mean it's not helping you um and it's um you know we obviously have spent a lot of time talking about that and so we're we're not opposed to questioning our own research and whatnot and just saying hey look there are other points of view out there that i think are worthwhile to look into what were you going to say i'm going to say the my favorite thing about what she said and that it's been my sentiment since we've been going through this healing journey with our children um, is that the symptoms are the body's mechanism for healing. When you have symptoms, your body is healing. So be a fever, be a cough, be the flu. Yeah, snot, mucus, all that. A tummy ache, be diarrhea, <laughs> be vomit. These are all ways of the body to detox, to get poisons out. And poisons come in. There's no way around it. Um, the food we eat, the air we breathe, the clothes we wear, we have talked about this and nauseam in our other two seasons so when how many people have you shared with me that have taken ivermectin is as as soon as they ran out the symptoms started coming back yeah i mean we've talked at least about uh five or six individuals mm -hmm. we're around that and yeah so, so again is a pharmaceutical drug that's made out of uh, petroleum-based ingredients, it is more poison and it is going to suppress symptoms. And then once you're not on it anymore, the symptoms come back. So you're just delaying your body's ability to heal when you take those drugs. And I'm saying, you know, if you have a very um, big toxic load, you are a person that has not taken care of themselves, or they they have that are this, challenged. Does in not some know way. maybe how to take care of yourselves, and your food is devoid of nutrients, and you have lived fine until then. Eventually, your body's not going to be able to compensate, and you're going to get sick. And just know that is just a way for your body to rid itself of these toxins and. My belief is that the toxins that she was talking about are not just coming through what you're ingesting. It's coming through what you're watching. It's coming through your interactions with the world around you. I think it's a body, mind, spirit um, trinity that it will dictate how your body is going to react, but your body always wants to be in homeostasis. It wants to survive, so it will do what it needs to do to survive. Well, and we're kind of, um, we didn't do a ton of uh, staging for this episode. We put together, you know, a rough outline of some things we wanted to cover, but, you know, some things that are coming to mind, maybe we can kind of work through is, mm -hmm. you know, something you said there really intriguing to me because, you know, the paradigm we're in is not a paradigm where most people are healthy, right? Most people are in a situation where they're loaded with toxins because of poor, you know, standard American diet, or really at this point, it's the standard world diet in most cases. So you've got all these people that do have a high load of toxicity in their body, even people who might look healthy, I'm using air quotes, you know, healthy, they, they're constantly, you know, taking in food colorings and, and uh, uh, chemicals, you know, from cleaners and all this stuff. And so they've got this load buildup. So I mean, the paradigm is that they have this, this, you know, uh, uh, high amount of these things in them. So I mean, when we talk about something like ivermectin, then, you know, unless there's somebody who's been living a healthy lifestyle and, you know, living more natural, you know, in an environment that's cleaner, then 
do do they do they need ivermectins then or or what are I your mean, thoughts? This is this is the deal, okay? I remember working with some practitioners in the very beginning when I was still learning and trying to get our kids to feel better, right? When our kids were babies, what did we learn? If you have a fever, go ahead and give fever medication. Yeah. Uh, so we have been trained to not let ourselves and our children just go through symptoms. The discomfort. Yeah. We gotta we gotta stop the symptoms. We gotta stop the discomfort. And we have also been somewhat brainwashed, they think, in thinking that we we can heal our bodies can't heal unless you have this outside thing you got to take in but we know our bodies heal from the inside out because if we have a cut it's not the band-aid that's gonna fix the cut right it's the inside out your body's gonna heal from the inside out the bandage is gonna cover it maybe protect it from um, you getting hurt again or from debris what have you so we have this idea that a pill or a shot is going to fix everything. And we never really take responsibility for our bodies. And I think that's the issue. So I remember sitting, just funny, just this memory came up, sitting through a, a lecture one time at a corporate job and the um, instructor was really sick. So he came to work and I'm thinking, you know, back then, uh, two, three years ago, right? I mean, this doesn't happen anymore. You're going to have people that come to work that are sick. <laughs> you know, you're going to have maybe machines telling you. So anyways, he was sick and he's coughing and he just feels awful and he's just getting through it, teaching this class. And then throughout the lecture, he's actually eating candy. So here he is, he's sick, he's at work, he's talking about all the, the medication that he's, he took, but then he's eating candy. He's eating sugar, which is an immune suppressor. So, I mean, if you think that you're going to get cancer, how many people we, we know that, has had, that have had cancer and that went through the whole treatment and survived, but they didn't change their lifestyle at all? So it's not about the drug that you take, and it's not about... A pill is not about a shot. It's about a lifestyle. It's about taking responsibility. So yes, go ahead, take the ivermectin. If you feel horrible, you don't want to go to the hospital. Yeah, go ahead and take it. But do other things. Stop eating sugar. Stop eating junk food. Get some vegetables. Get some clean protein in your diet. Take, make some chicken soup, you know, go on YouTube, <laughs> you know, and learn how to make chicken soup, bone broth, chicken broth, those high dense nutrient foods. And then go ahead and supplement maybe with the ivermectin, but don't make the ivermectin the only thing that you do. Well, and even uh, Dr. Corey, you know, he, he talks about when they do... Uh, their actual uh, protocol, you know, it's actually mixed with other things. I think uh, zinc and quercetin, you know, mm -hmm. being some additional items. So, I mean, you know, even the people who are, you know, trying to promote ivermectin aren't saying, hey, you know, there are some other pieces to this that really would help your body as far as reinforcing it and whatnot. And these are things that you could get through your diet, you know, if you were uh, making better decisions with what you were consuming. But, you know, another thing that, that stood out to me, um, and, and by the way, I think that clips like what we listened to with Amanda Vollmer, I think those serve a purpose because clearly they're shocking. Yeah. Clearly they're shocking. And uh, there's a lot of stuff you want to rail against you want to rebel against but there's a lot of stuff that you're just like okay this is great but maybe there's a lot of stuff you need to hear and i in one of the things i do think that we come into contact with a lot with people is you know we talk about you know there's all this data you know that suggests that you know there's something 
not right about what's going on around how they're pushing these these uh, shots and everything. And and uh, uh, but I think where the disconnect for most people and where there is not a disconnect for you and I, because, you know, we've kind of had at least what we believe to be our eyes open for quite a while now. Um, but a lot of people don't believe that, you know, there are some pretty shady people, you know, that are behind the scenes that are kind of, uh, arranging the dominoes and all of that. Mm-hmm. And, and they're not the people that are in the news. You know what I mean? These are the uber wealthy you know, the, the people that have uh, these longstanding families that have been in play that, you know, they don't even work within the banking system like the Bill Gates and the Jeff Bezos. You know, they like own the banking system, you know, and they're the ones that are they just print money through these central central banking systems whenever they need it. But you, you they talk about, you know, Jeff Bezos and, and Bill Gates being the richest man alive. But then there's these other people that, you know, they're operating completely above money. You know, and and so they are playing chess in a lot of ways. You know, you found out when we've looked at the history records that a lot of these individuals, uh, you know, whether it's the Warburgs or the Rothschilds and whatnot, and they have actually funded both sides of wars and things of that nature because they look at it all as a as a financial opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, or or a, or an opportunity for them to essentially play chess and and uh, for, who knows what they're they're at the end, what their motivators are. Maybe they're bored. (laughs) But but they are actually influencing a lot of these organizations like the World Economic Forum and whatnot. And then you've got these talking heads like the Klaus Schwabs of the world who are pushing the Great Reset and all of these things around how the... The Council on Foreign Relations. Yeah, Council on Foreign Relations as far as how the... Bilderberg Group. I mean, they, they, the the names keep changing because, you know, as soon as they kind of get start to get notoriety, they just, you know, move to a new group and change the name. And so, but the, these groups are important, right? They're setting policy, they're, they're setting trends that these world leaders are then taking back to legislatures and whatnot, and they are then creating actual laws and whatnot that are changing the way that we live our lives. And mm-hmm. now we see something that is uh, a little bit more blunt come through in the form of this pandemic. Again, I'm using air quotes. And where I think the missing piece for people is, you know, when we're just looking at the data around, you know, why isn't something like ivermectin getting more publicity? Why Mm -hmm. are they talking it down and whatnot? Well, it's because there is this goal, there is this goal to usher in this new system or this new way of being. And uh, uh, that new way of being is not the capitalistic American system that a lot of the world has, you know, cloned, copied, um, borrowed from, you know, for, for most of the time, obviously, that we've been alive. It's a new system that they want to bring in. And so when you start to put those pieces together, then you see, okay, now I see why they don't want ivermectin coming out, you know. But then when we come back and look at Amanda Vollmer and what she's saying... Sorry. It's really interesting because we're getting to the core construct, which is, you know, how we relate to our bodies and how we uh, can actually seek health and change our activities. And then we don't have to be in this position because now we're actually taking care of ourselves day in and day out with the choices that we make. You know, we're we're not looking at them with uh, uh, as just, oh, what I put in my mouth just keeps me from passing out. No, what you put in your mouth becomes you you know, those molecules become you. So you need to put good molecules in. And so that was a long way around that block, I realized. But I mean, I do think that that that's part of the reason why, you know, she met, she makes the comment around the Masons. And, you know, that's almost cliche at this point, you know, in, in conspiracy land. But but uh, uh, for me, it's more those people behind the scenes, you know, that have been playing both sides of the coin and, and moving the chess pieces outside of uh, country borders and whatnot for, for years and years and years. And we're seeing that come out clear as day with this pandemic. Yeah. Another thing she said I thought was right on fear of the invisible world so that you are easy to manage and control and we are all observing i mean we were locked down in our homes 
<laughs> but a year ago, who would imagine? Well, it, some cities had curfews. Well, the in the intangibles of of that uh, being pushed down on everyone, as far as the um, the mental trauma. Uh-huh. You know, uh, I, I don't think that, that we have an understanding of that, you know, and, and what that's done to people. You know, you have some people who don't even want to leave their house. You know, they don't want their kids to go to school. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and what's interesting they is... They don't want to gather with others. Well, but and what's most interesting about that, as far as what you and I both know, is that, you know, those people are making those choices thinking, I want to keep myself from coming into contact with this, you know, invisible enemy, mm-hmm. when in reality... Or not make other people sick. Or not make other people sick. But, but in reality, it is the sharing of the, you know, ecosystem that actually makes you stronger. You know what I mean? Bringing that in, what is other, bringing it into you, assimilating it, growing your biome inside actually makes you a stronger person. It increases your ability to, you know, withstand trouble within your environment, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and so by staying home, you, you actually continue to weaken yourself over and over again. You put that stress on you from, you know, not having contact with other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is going to be books and books and books written about the damage that's been done from how we've handled this as uh, uh, governments go. And it's just amazing. And, uh, you know, I, th- I think that the tone that Amanda takes in that clip is uh, apropos in a lot of ways, because it's like, you know, we, we dance around it a lot of times, and, and, and uh, even when we talk to people, um, but she's just laying it out. She's saying, you know, grow the F up. You know, well, and- I think she also said, free yourself from your handlers, and I've been grappling with that a lot since last season about the wording that is used over and over, right? So, um, what is a what is a good like hoarding a, a social distancing to stay strong? Or there are so many of these. Yeah, apart we are strong. Apart yeah. we're strong. Or oh, that was one that just came to mind and just. Fled. I can see the stickers on the windows right now. Yes. Uh, there are others, but like, uh, oh, safe and effective. Mm-hmm. You know, those words trigger things in people. It's almost like a form of mind control. Yeah, there's tons of marketing. I mean, I was mm-hmm. just looking how a lot of states are using the, uh, the, the line, you know, this is our shot. Meaning, this is our shot. This is our shot for freedom. uh You know, the jab that they use over and over, and so now it's just. I mean, I find it disturbing, and they use it so much, though. Like it's just making it commonplace. Well, and I wonder why people don't see it, but I mean, I know that you know I work in sales myself, and and. I'm I'm one of those people who am always looking at marketing, you know, and I'm looking at interesting ways that people convey messages, you know, to have double entendre, dual meaning, all of that type of thing, and and we see that a lot with this, and just the amount of money that I imagine is being spent on creating this messaging. No, but I think the messaging is like a spell. Oh no, I, that's what I'm saying. That's what I, I mean. It's like a spell, an incantation. Yeah. Yes, and you can't break it with counter messaging yeah it's almost like you got it's kind of like the dialogue you know you kind of you have to ask people specific questions yeah to break the spell well they gotta figure out the puzzle on their own almost and you know, in in uh, hopes to keep us on our time for, oh, yes. for, for our episode but but um, there was something I wanted to read real quick. Oh, right here? Okay, okay. I was having a conversation with someone, a friend that lives in Germany, and she was telling us how cheap the tickets were to go over there. Look, round trip, it was like 200 bucks or something like that. And I'm like, ooh, that's cool. And then I'm asking her, so how are things over there? And um, 
she said something so sad. Let me see if I found. Oh, she's like, I I said I feel I feel sad because in the place that we live, there is no. It's like COVID never happened, kind of. <laughs> you know, you just go everywhere, you just live your life uh, where we live. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, but I asked her, so so are you guys still locked down? And it was almost like the question was like she was a little confused about it, and then she says. Oh, it's all right. We're used to the whole thing since one and a half years now. And she typed it like that, you know. And I was like... Almost like she doesn't expect it to end. It's all right? Yeah. Isn't that is, weird? Is that what we have that to is weird. down to? That is weird. It's well, all right? And and I said that kind of in my, my little uh, editorial in the beginning. I said, could it be we're just getting used to the new status quo? You know, and and, yeah. and and people just like this is just what it is, and and uh, that's pretty wild to think, and uh, it's really interesting to see the the phases of the marketing, and then how it just kind of ups the baseline. You know, as mm-hmm. far as what people will put up with, um, it, it's it's really intriguing. But and you know what is even more intriguing that we have. The keys to the jail. Oh, yeah, yeah. In our hands, yeah. In our hands. We can just say no. And... What will the guy in the cell next to me think if I unlock my own cell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but you know, one thing we wanted to talk about was, you know, what we kind of hope for season three. What do we want to do? And and I think that, that Amanda's clip is good in a lot of ways, because she covers a lot of, of areas, you know, some controversial, some, you yeah, know, just, some unknown. Yeah. You know, cause she talked about in the, what was it she talked about? I was like, oh, people are totally going to flip. <laughs> they hear that. Oh, the music industry in Hollywood oh, yeah, yeah. and the rituals. Do you think we could even touch that? I don't even know in that season we could. Three? I don't know that we could. <laughs> It would uh, it would certainly be difficult, but we we can throw some ideas around uh-huh, and see if that's possible. Uh-huh. Or you guys can Google that stuff, you know, or Google. No, that's probably going to be censored. Just go to DuckDuckGo. No, <laughs> but 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 really, the the I, I think search Hollywood rituals. Well, but I think that uh, uh, you and I are more interested in the. Um, I don't want to call it the the economic and cultural, uh, um, you know, parameters of this whole exercise, Mm -hmm. this whole, you know, she uses the word PSYOP, which I think is a important word. If you don't know what PSYOP is, you know, it's a, it's a psychological operation, you know, uh, so it's done to create a specific mental output of the people who are experiencing the trauma. And, uh, um, you know, we 100% believe that, you know, even if there is a, uh, to kind of go against what Amanda says, even if there is a somewhat real component to this, uh, most of this has been a PSYOP. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It has been a PSYOP as far as, you know, what they've been trying, how they've been not educating people on health in yes. general, how they've been pushing the same three uh, countermeasures, you know, hand washing, social distancing, m- mass, you know, and now obviously uh, vaccination. Lockdowns, you forgot that. Yeah. Well, lockdowns too. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, okay. So, um, you know, they haven't, they have not uh, uh, grown or, or adjusted their recommendations really there at all, even though we've been doing this for 18 months. So, you know, there is, um, there is a lot that we can explore around that background stuff. We've talked a little bit, I think, about the Great Reset. We've brought that up before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can actually dig into that. I think that people would find that kind of mind blowing, and it's one of those things where um, this used to be the type of stuff, you know, where we might bring something up like Agenda Twenty One, you know. At well, a, now it's Agenda Twenty Thirty. Okay, but but I'm just saying, you know, you you remember yeah. years ago it was Agenda Twenty One, and and uh, 
uh, now the Great Reset. Obviously, the, the Great Reset, if you dig into it, it looks like it's all about um, climate change and whatnot. So it's kind of got this this wrapper of uh, uh, protecting you know our, our Earth and all this. So it seems like it is a, a beneficial thing. But when you really dig in and start looking at uh, all of the ins and outs, it's really a restructuring of society. Um, you know, where you've got the people making the rules kind of living their life. And then you've got everyone else basically living in a very, uh, rudimentary w- way, you know, no ownership of land and property, um, and, uh, everyone renting basically everything that they, uh, uh utilize day to day. And, uh, uh, obviously these are things we want to dive into. We want to go more into, but this is, these have been, uh, a push for years and years and years. And now you're just starting to see with the onset of COVID that it's now very much out in the open. It's not really happening behind the scenes. Yeah. So season one and two was about the what, what's going on in season three. It's about the why. Well, and, and, and I think we want to talk about it. And maybe the who. We want to talk about, yeah, the who. Ooh, ooh, there's double entendre. <laughs> um, no, but we also want to talk about it just as a, okay, well, I mean, would you want something like this? You know what I mean? I mean, let's let's read through it. Let's talk about it. And let's say, is this something that you would want? I mean, I can tell you that I've read it. It doesn't sound like something that I would want. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, we can have an educated conversation about it mm-hmm. and, and, and say, okay, well, who would be benefiting from a situation like this? And, uh, uh, you know, and then just try to figure out why they're pushing it so hard. Spoiler alert. Not us. Not us. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So, so I mean, I know you had another clip that you wanted to play. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a good time to play it right now. Are yeah. we kind of set up for that? Yeah. Well, so, wait a minute. Are you ready? Should I just play and then we'll talk about who it is? And Sure. Yeah, yeah let's, well, okay. well, let's give a little she, bit of, of premise. Well, she kind of says who she is, but you can say yeah, so it's what Kath- she used to do. It's uh, Catherine Austin Fitz and... Uh, um, you probably either know who she is or you don't. Uh, she's not one of those in-between people. She did work for um, George Bush Sr.'s administration. She was the uh, assistant to the Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. Develop- uh-huh. Yeah, And uh, she has been in finance and, and uh, uh, you know investment brokerage for years. She puts out a report called the Solari Report. But anyway, let's go ahead and play that clip and listen to what she has to say. Mm-hmm. So ominous. My name is Catherine Austin Fitz. I'm the publisher of the Solari Report and managing director of Solari Investment Advisory Services. And um, what do you think is happening economically as a result of all this? So uh, what is happening, I just published a huge study called The State of Our uh, Currencies. And what I describe is the fact that for many decades, the dollar has been the reserve currency. And uh, the system is what I would describe as long in the tooth. And the central bankers are trying to bring in a new system, but it's not ready to go yet. And what we're, what we're in a period of great change and uncertainty where the central bankers are trying to keep the dollar system going and accelerate. So they're trying to lengthen the dollar system and then they're trying to accelerate bringing in the new system. And they have to bring in the new system without anybody quite realizing exactly what it is. So we've had a global reserve currency system, the dollar, and it needs to evolve and change. And it's long in the tooth. There's lots of unhappiness with the system. And the central bankers are trying to bring a new system. And to do it, they're trying to extend the old and accelerate the new. And it makes it a very chaotic thing since much of the new is being tested and tried and prototyped and it involves many different industries. So uh, I describe the new system as the end of currencies. So it's we're not bringing in a new currency, we're essentially bringing in a new transaction system that will be all digital and essentially end currencies as we know them. So what they're trying to do is involves essentially all the money on the planet. So it's big, it's complicated, it's messy. Um, and the challenge they have is how do you market a system that if people understood it, nobody would want. 
And of course, <laughs> the way you do that is with a healthcare crisis. And why is the healthcare crisis good for that? Because generally, if, if a few people want to control the many, the question is how can you, you know, how can you herd all the sheep into the slaughterhouse without them realizing and resisting? So uh, the perfect thing is invisible enemies. So we had the war on terrorism, you know, with invisible terrorists, and then, then now a virus is perfect because it's invisible. You can't prove that it doesn't exist because it's visible, invisible. So invisible enemies are always the preferred one, particularly if they scare people. If you can use fear and introduce significant fear, then people will need government to protect them from the invisible enemy. Then the second tactic, which is very effective, is divide and conquer. And so in the meantime, if you can use the media, the media plays a very important role. If you can turn men and women against each other and black and white against each other, and one of the reasons you import a lot of immigrants into, uh, into Europe is turn the general population against the immigrants and then you need government to be in the middle. And, you know, so, so these are all, whether it's divide and tactic or invisible enemies, these are all ways to institute fear and get people to go along with things. And of course, the invisible virus allows you to do enormous control mechanisms. You can stop people from gathering, you can stop people from organizing, you can stop people from getting together and talking about what's going on, et cetera, et cetera. And if you digitize it with contract tracing, then you can control who's talking to whom. If you can get them to do all their work and education online, you can literally listen to everything they're saying. So you can, you can institute extraordinary amounts of surveillance all in the you know the theory that we're protecting you from the invisible virus it's very clever you know and as you can see it's working in with many people not everybody but many people so to me a lot and and i don't i don't want to us uh, underestimate the ability of the leadership to introduce pathogens that will kill people and i don't want to suggest that people aren't getting sick but um essentially what you're trying to do is you're trying to get people to buy into a solution before they see where it's ultimately going to go. Okay, so uh, again, Catherine Austin Fitz, Assistant Secretary to Housing Urban Development. Uh, we have lots of clips from her. She is just Man, she gives some fantastic interviews. I mean, she talk about somebody who knows her shit. <laughs> um, yeah. But what was what was your big takeaway there? Well, I was thinking. I love when she I, and I I shouldn't love this probably, but when she calls it, she has other interviews where she calls this the magical virus. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was something I. Trying to look at my notes here. Oh, bummer, I can't find it. But you know, it's like, how do you get, oh, how do you get people to, to buy into this? You create the problem and you also create the solution. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we, we've seen that over and over again, you know, with the yeah. war on terror and whatnot, you know, uh, um, the, the whole terrorism thing was something what we fought for for twenty plus years, you know, and mm -hmm. and uh, it, it's so funny that that uh, you know the pandemic came and it's like all the terrorists uh, were scared of COVID, you know, yes, and, and they're yes. they're staying in their caves. They're I not. Remember <laughs> the weapons of mass destruction and the uh, Osama bin Laden and. You know, the weapons that were never found. Now we have the, the magic virus. Um. But, but we want to we dive into what she's saying because there's a lot of actual mechanics going on there. She uh, has one uh, interview she did with, uh, of all people, Dr. Tom Cowan, who mm -hmm. we've uh, featured in this podcast multiple times. She was a guest on his podcast. Uh, I think it was back in... Uh, um, February or something like that. And it was just a fantastic conversation uh, that they had because he takes it from a, you know, he says, look, I'm going to play the idiot. Okay. And so when you say stuff, I'm going to ask questions where you might be like, okay, uh, 
there's no way he doesn't know what I'm talking about there. But he's like saying, look, the people who are listening may not know. So I'm going to ask, I'm going to, I'm just going to play mm-hmm. devil's advocate and ask, you know, could you explain mm-hmm. X, Y, Z? And, and sure enough, you know, she, she does gloss over some things that I'm sure she's talked about ad hominem, you know, over and over again. And, mm-hmm. and so uh, she was, uh, uh, he asked her to clarify and it really is helpful because she is able to give very granular analysis uh, on the situations that she's been part of within government and then also just within finance. But what I like about Catherine is that actually she, her company or her services, she actually has solutions. Solutions. Yeah. How to free yourself because she basically says, how, how do you get a minority, a very small group of people to manage the 99%. I mean, because we're, we're a lot of people, you know, and it, it's through fear, it's through tactics, it's through division, um, it's through controlling the messaging, controlling the, the media, controlling, um, we are impressionable, as Amanda says, right? So if we're consuming the media or the movies or which we do consume it. Um, we are getting this. We're getting handled. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah. We're getting handled. Exactly. It's a good point. Well, but, 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 uh, it's hard to have discernment when the packaging of the marketing, the messaging is so well done and he floods us. They flood it. You know, with the same wording, the same yeah, I mean, spells, <laughs> signage on uh-huh, highways, and uh-huh. I mean, it's really it's it's a playbook, you know. Yeah. And and it was so funny. I remember what somebody had I had read, I listened in another podcast. They said, just think about all these countries that just got in lockstep with each other. You know what I mean? And, yeah. they're, and, and they're doing the exact same thing. You know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. it, it's it's literally like there's this hidden network, and they're like, okay, here's the Here's the instructions. These are the seven things we're going to do. And we're just going to do these as long as we can do them. Okay. We're just, mm-hmm. This is all we're going to do. Don't veer from this. And, yeah. you know, a lot of these countries, they have never even uh, uh, been aligned. But for some reason, they're all falling in lockstep with one another. Yeah. It's just the strangest they're, the wording, thing. They're messaging the, the, what they say, all those leaders say. The Great Reset. I mean, there was a great video. Uh, on the high wire, you know, of them just making this montage of all the leaders saying the Great Reset yeah. over and yeah. over and over again, and then the the media, all the news media, talking about the numbers of cases last oh, year yeah. when this started, and they all kept saying like all the local news stations were saying talking the same about number, the same number thirty three. Yeah, we're gonna play this this clip in upcoming episodes i mean i couldn't even believe it yeah and why 33 well (laughs) and and we did talk about it in another episode um we were talking about how like this thing around the lab leak is starting to come out now when you know last year we had the pandemic documentary which talked about all this and you weren't allowed to discuss it then and now all of a sudden it's everywhere Mm -hmm. and it's approved to talk about so and then it's suspicious why are we talking about it now well that's my point is is (laughs) um it because again there are several different threads, right, that are going through this whole thing. One of those threads is censorship. And so whenever I see anything that they won't let us talk about, you know, I, I'm not necessarily saying that thing has to be true. But I mean, I want to help that voice be heard, right, mm-hmm. so that we can all have it out regarding that topic, yeah. right? So so any topic that isn't allowed at one point, I mean, it's completely shelved. They won't let it get the light of day. And now all of a sudden, it's being hoisted up everywhere, you know, and saying, yeah, okay, this is the most logical thing. Even people like Jon Stewart are going on, you know, nationally televised late shows and saying that he thinks that, okay, yeah, that makes sense that that it was a lab leak and that Fauci probably wasn't doing everything on the up and up and all this. And, and that's uh, that's a little weird. It seems mm-hmm. like, first of all, John Stewart hardly does any publicity, and then he goes on a uh, a nationally televised show and, and, and pushes something that's against uh, what his party 
you know, is pushing, you know, and so it's just strange. It's very weird why that's allowed. And so, you know, a lot of people would say, hey, just take your victory, you know, mm-hmm. but I was like, well, there's just no reason. There's no reason why they would change the playbook now, at least, or, or, or tell us why. Tell well, us. Well, there is a huge twist about that. About John Stewart. No, about this lab leak getting to the media now. Okay, well, so we'll save that for a yes. for the next episode because we are right at an hour, mm-hmm. so we hit it on the money. And I think I think it was a pretty good episode overall. But we just want to give you guys an idea of some we, where we want to kind of take this. We want to go behind the scenes a little bit. What are the factors that may be influencing some of the output that's that's happening regarding the pandemic? And then maybe that'll help people kind of put two and two together as we see things potentially shift as we go into the fall. So, all right, all right. Well, let's put another episode in the books for the start of Season 3 of the Collective Resistance Podcast. Fabi, what do you want to tell everybody? Hey, everybody. Stay healthy, stay safe, and don't forget, stay curious.